Hi everybody, welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast. Special bonus episode, finally get around to our worst of 2021. So we came back down to the basement, we're ready to talk about this. Do you think we're going to have as many similar picks as the best of? I feel like we're branching out a little bit on this one. Mm, yeah, I think that's fine. I had a quick look and it doesn't look like we agree on everything at least, which is good. But anyways, I'm your host. Back in the basement to talk some wrestling with my co-host and teenage son, Jack. Say hello, Jack. Hi, I burned my mouth. You did just burn your mouth. That's what you get for being greedy and having a second hot chocolate. I guess so. Yeah. You didn't wait long enough for it to cool, but now you pay the price, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, we are uh, got, got our document together with all of our, again, you did most of the work on this, which I appreciate. I just kind of added a few things here and there. So before we get into our actual picks... I'll talk about my process a bit and then you can say what you did. For me, for some categories, I did do a bit of research because I don't remember things very well. So I looked up some other people's lists and things. But there was a few categories where something just stood out to me. Like I just remembered it because it was so bad. Yeah, there were some categories where I struggled, but I don't usually, I just, I go off memory because I trust myself. And uh, some of them jumped out at me and some of them I had to go and look up. But I also did the majority are from NXT and AEW because those are the two promotions I watch the Mm -hmm. closest however there are some main roster things that I either watched because it was a pay-per-view or if it was weekly tv I had heard it was so bad that I went out of my way to look at some segments and stuff so Mm -hmm. there are a few I wonder if there's any from 205 live where that happened there are a few um segments from or a few awards for main roster but most of it will be for me from AEW and NXT so I agree yeah um so yeah, you probably remembered more terrible things than I did. I don't remember a lot. So I looked up Honestly, a few though, things. Sometimes but... like I I was I'm literally like I did not remember that, which I mean, I feel like that'll happen a lot more on this. Yes. Then uh, cuz some things it's just bad and you remember. Yes. But and then other things it's just bad and it's just gone like forgettable. And when it comes to bad wrestlers, I I can generally remember the ones that I thought were really bad this year, you know what I mean? But yep. when it gets to specific Especially sometimes. When it's a lasting memory. But anyways, I say we get, impression. we get right into it. We don't mm-hmm. need to banter much today. We bantered yesterday. You guys checked out episode 78, hopefully. If oh, you yeah, haven't, it's up there now. Um, I am back to trying to post on the Instagram, so go nice. follow us on there if you want to. If not, well, that's fine, No, you I guess. do it. I don't care if you want okay, to. Yeah, you do it. You have to. I'm just kidding. We're do it if you want. We're all in on that. Yeah, you have to. It's all up to you. Mm-hmm. But anyways, let's get into talking about the world of wrestling from 2021 in our worst of 2021. All right. So I think like the best of you, since you did most of the work, you can do most of the driving here. So if you want to tell us the categories and the nominees, I don't, it doesn't matter to me if you want to go over your pick first or last, it's up to you because I'm going to drink coffee. Experience, I probably shouldn't uh, do driving, but ha- I will do that. anyway. <laughs> Take control. Go ahead. Tell us um, what our first so yeah, category. I'll run through it and then you go. Because I was just talking, and then I'll go after you. Sounds good. Um, so we're just gonna get right into last it. Last time we kind of shifted around, so this time we'll just start with our AEW's worst male wrestler of the year. And now I think they're pretty like they're pretty good with this kind of stuff. Like I don't think there's many offenders here. I don't think so either. It um, was the we... ones we came up with were Anthony Agogo because right. he sucked, uh, Sting because he's old, QT Marshall because he is QT Marshall. Uh, Jake Hager because he's boring and Paul White because that was bad even though it was one match. Right. Uh, So for me, as I looked up and down this roster, right, because I actually went to the male roster to just see every, actually the female one as well after this, but 
they're pretty loaded with talent, right? So, mm -hmm. I mean, Luther is, I think, at this point, objectively terrible. But yeah, but he I never... think he's like, I don't even know if he made any diamond appearances no, last year. He doesn't... Last time it was what? It was the Jericho. Um, I don't even know. 30th in 20... anniversary or whatever. I think that was last year. Right. Like, I don't even know if he was on in 2021. So he didn't qualify right. for me. A go-go I didn't see enough of. Sting, I'm not down on as much as you are. Um, but my winner was on several episodes of Dynamite, and I looked this up too, multiple pay-per-views because I'd sort of forgotten. Um, one for Billy Gunn or Brock Anderson. Um, he's not the worst in the ring, I don't think. But when I say worst wrestler, it's like overall everything to me, right? It's not just the wrestling ability. Yeah, it's for sure. character work, mic work, charisma, all <laughs> of that, right? So this guy got a fair amount of TV time, and I find nothing that he does interesting. Um he definitely benefits from being friends with the right people within this company. Indeed. But I honestly groan whenever he appears, and we got far too much of him this year. So my worst wrestler, male wrestler for AEW this year is QT Marshall. I know he's not like a wrestler or anything, but I would like to just um, kind of mention Mark Henry for still sucking butt despite not actually wrestling. Like, And I, we don't really have a spot to put him because we didn't really do like worst right. announcer or anything. And so I do want to put him out there. And Paul White didn't have enough matches for no, me. He, he was involved like with one QT. One and one on dark. Yeah, right. I I just had to throw him in because kind of like just kind of scraping for answers. Right. Here there, or whatever. Was, there wasn't a lot yeah. of terrible male wrestlers in AEW. No, is what I, we're I'm saying. literally just scrolling through the roster as like you're going through yours. Yeah, and I, there's not like a lot of bad ones especially like ones that we would have seen right enough to get of, right? Yeah, enough time to consider them and for that reason i think i'm i'll just i'll no take surprise Sting. yeah shocker most pretty much all of his matches sucked and because he, he's far past his prime and he's super old i picked him because he just he straight up shouldn't be here he shouldn't be wrestling he wrestled too much on dynamite for my liking and did well for his age given he's like 60 something but he wasn't good to <laughs> compare to anyone else he shouldn't have been in AEW. I think QT's not great, but I think he's half decent in the ring sometimes. He and is. And a lot of the times it just felt like he dragged down Darby Allen, which is another thing for me because Darby Allen is awesome and he could have been doing other things this year instead of teaming with Sting. I think that kind of wastes his time. He just really does not feel like he belongs here and he was a waste of my time as well. Yes, I know you feel very strongly about Sting. Mm -hmm. I think they've handled him okay. Like, do I think he's mm -hmm. amazing in the ring? No, but... I wouldn't say I he was the worst. He's not good, but it's also just there's no one else really yeah. to really pick. Yeah, that's a compliment to AEW. There's not a large field of bad wrestlers. But mm -hmm. but what about switching to WWE? Mm-hmm. Switching to WWE indeed. Um, for their worst male wrestler of the year, um, we we have for our nominees: Karrion Cross, Dexter Loomis, Tony D'Angelo, Von Wagner. Um, I'm just off the top of my head. Also, Omos. Yes, is for sure. Terrible. Yep. And. Yeah, I think that's pretty much all we have. But those are like the main. I mean, you could go Reggie or something. But again, I kind of he's I, he's pretty minor. I I would say yeah. right like or um, um Commander whatever his Commander name is. Aziz. But again, I'm the guy only really watching pay per view, so I don't see Aziz because he's yeah, never yeah. in any. Yeah, yeah. And Omos very rarely. So I kind of mm -hmm. focused my attention on NXT because that of WWE. Right. That's what I watch. So. A lot of the 2.0 guys are really bad at this point, but... But that was, like... From September on year, or whatever. Right? Yeah, yeah. So they weren't around for much of the year, and also a lot of them just lack experience, right? So I expect them to be bad. Um, but for me, as someone who watched every minute of NXT and reviewed it on our show on Saturdays, Karrion Cross was the worst wrestler this year. 
And again, he may not technically. And one of the biggest. He may not technically be the worst wrestler, although I don't think he's very good, and I don't think you do either. Nope. But when you consider how prominent he was on NXT and how un- all all factors, right? yes, how underwhelming all of his matches were, and for me, I'm a little extra annoyed because he stopped what for me was the best version of Finn Balor that we've ever had. Um, I was loving that it was my first like time where yes, this is fully developed Finn Balor. He's awesome now. So I think Karrion Cross wins this, and I mean you can throw in that disaster of a stint on the main roster where they changed his character. Right, because now we're we're encompassing that too. So yeah, yeah you course. can totally throw that in. And then he got released. So for me, he is the worst wrestler. We just got tired of seeing him on our television and not really contributing anything other than having a Almost cool look. Almost detracting from it too. A cool look and a cool entrance that kind of the novelty of that wore off too. So mm-hmm. Karrion yeah, Cross. Yeah, I was gonna say even then that got stale. You're my worst male wrestler of the year for WWE. Yeah, it's really difficult to disagree with that. <laughs> we agree uh, on this one. There are quite a few stinkers in WWE this year, particularly from NXT 1-1 2.0, but my pick for worst has to be Karrion Cross. He was around pretty much the whole year. He was one of my least favorite wrestlers of the year. Like, just if we're going on favorites alone, he'd probably get this pretty much. Actually, no, it'd probably be Von Wagner then. But, um, and even worse, because he was like a top guy for a while, and he sucked. Uh, he he's he was also kind of one of the best for them, but just that's based on accomplishments alone. But in the ring, he was so boring. A lot of his offense just doesn't d- didn't look impactful, didn't look effective. I was happy he went to the main roster, and I didn't care when they ruined him. He was on top for too long, stinking up the joint. He made the ma- main event seem pretty boring. It seemed bleak at times. It like there was a lot of interesting dream matches and whatnot. Like you could you had like Balor, Dunn, O'Reilly cool like you had all these interesting guys at the top at gargano and then when he came came in it's just like he's kind of just hogging up the top and then it just it like you said got rid of balor and it just kind of made things boring there and his best match was the one he wasn't really in yeah a multi-person match where he was taken out for like five or Mm -hmm. more minutes of it right um and also a not so honorable mention to von wagner who is probably worse just despite just like even though he wasn't around as long, right. which is probably He's why got I'm not potential picking him. to take it next year. You're he saying he definitely does. If he keeps it this up, he for sure does. He is just terrible at everything, and he gets a ton of time. Like they clearly see something right. in him. He is awful at everything. He's a very boring big man. He's the worst. All right, what's next? Um, next the overall male wrestler for the year, which encompasses the two. We so just between at. those two, I am taking Karrion Cross every time. Again, he robbed me of peak Balor. He was booked really strongly, but never de- delivered, I don't think, or deserved it. And like we just said, his best match was a multi-man where he was taken out for a chunk of it. The yeah, best parts I love were that match. when he wasn't involved. So mm-hmm. for me, it was just too much of him and nothing he did was of interest to me. So it's carrying Cross. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree again. It's definitely Cross. He was booked like an unstoppable force and never felt right. Never looked like one. Never actually felt like one. He never really cut in the ring. He ended Balor's pretty good run for no reason. Then had one of the worst main roster tenures of all time, his fault or True. not. But he kind of had it coming because he sucks. Right. So it is definitely carrying cross for this one. Congratulations as well. to him. Yep. Uh, well, congratulations. Not really. Not congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, next, we move on to AEW's worst female wrestler of the year. And for the nominees, we have uh, Allie, a.k.a. The Bunny, mm-hmm. uh, Brandy Rhodes, Abaddon, Jade Cargill, Red Velvet, Riho, and I also threw in Penelope Ford because she's not bad sometimes, but she's mostly not great. She's not terrific, no. So for this one, Brandy Rhodes would be my honorable mention, but 
She doesn't really get enough time in ring to qualify. Cargill could be close as well, but she has massive potential, and I can forgive the fact that she's very new right. to the she wrestling business. Right, she literally debuted this year, right? Like, I think it was, like, right. really early in the year they did the program with Shaq. Yep. So I did a little bit of research on mine, and she um, seems to be on AEW almost every week, it feels like. So she meets that criteria of being very visible. Like she's there a lot, especially when they have, like pretty limited stuff for the women on dynamite yes. at least like it's i feel basically like she's one match on a week more. Right, she... right i felt like she was there a lot even before rampage came in yep uh she's still not good in the ring despite an immense amount of experience her recent tag team hardcore match was fantastic so that almost saved her from winning the award but not quite so my winner of the worst wrestler for aew females was the bunny yeah um i'm gonna have to agree again um, she was one of the worst offenders in the AEW's women's division, which has received flack for not being booked the great, but I think generally, like, the talent pool is solid. Yep. But she's definitely one of the worst. She got way more TV time than she probably deserved, and that was even before Rampage came around. Um, her tag partner Ford isn't great either, but she's better than Bunny, usually. Um, so she's only gonna get a mention here. Bunny's not very good. She got too much TV time for sure. Looks even worse when you find out how long she's been wrestling for. What you said, 2005 or something? Yep. Um, but yeah, so she definitely gets it. But honorable mentions to Brandy Rhodes for sucking at everything and also just being annoying. And But she hardly did anything. And Penelope Ford for not being great sometimes, but managing to suck less than Bunny. Right. Um, next we move to WWE's worst female wrestler of the year. Um, so we got, we got more nominees here. For sure. Uh, so we got B-Fab of Hit Row, Electra Lopez. Um, I also wrote any member of Toxic Attraction. Pick you one. can literally pick any of them or all of them because they all suck. Shotzi Blackheart, Tony Storm, Cora Jade, definitely Cora Jade, and Nia Jax. Yes. So for me, again, kind of sticking with NXT because it's what I watch the most, but... B-Fab was absolutely terrible in the ring, and if she had had a few more matches under her belt, she would win hands down because she was, like, shockingly awful. Even though her character and her uh, speaking were pretty good in ring, she was a disaster, but she's not getting it. So I did some research because, again, I keep saying some of these people didn't get a ton of matches or weren't around a lot in 2.0, but... Even though this woman came about in the uh, 2.0 era. She came, I think, like just before, because I know she right. was in the Women's Dusty Cup. So she's actually been around most of the year, but I don't think she really did much until 2.0. In between 2.0 and 205 Live, she's had about a dozen matches, including some wins over established talent. So for me, she like qualifies. Frankie Monet. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, nothing this performer does looks believable at this point. And I generally mm -hmm. laugh out loud at least a couple times in her <laughs> matches. You indeed do that. So she's super young. I can forgive it to a certain degree. And she may end up being really good. But at this point... Uh, I highly doubt that. Because I forgave Jade Cargill for that. But I think Cora Jade is significantly worse. And I think she... Cargill's got her, like, bright spots sometimes, yes. right? I think she's, like, not great like generally but i think sometimes she's whereas solid. jade everything she does looks I like can't it needs work stand her. so she cora jade is my worst female wrestler in wwe this I year i kind of forgot about cora jade for some reason but so honorable mention her and also b fab for being almost as bad in only a few matches but i think she was generally good valet and hit row as well and since we're encompassing all things i think that also kind of saves her a bit right Cause right before she started wrestling i thought she was great in that role right right so i think that kind of helps her a bit and i i really i i don't know i, I went with shotzi again but i'm shock. almost positive i picked last year as well 
Uh, she's just consistently like the worst they had in the ring. Where I think she was around in NXT probably more than Cora Jade was. And she was in a pretty prominent spot most of the time. Her character and promo work never improved since that first initial promo. Like, I feel like we got glimmers of improvement, but then it was just back down right. to the drawing board. And it was just always aggravating. And just the her matches, I just can't. It's so bad. I'm glad she went to the main roster so I didn't have to deal with her anymore. But now we've expanded the category, so that does not take her out of consideration. As she also had that crap dysfunctional partners thing with Sasha Banks before Survivor Series, which was lame. Can they coexist? Right. And she's <laughs> just an all-around crap fest. And she rolled, rolled up Dakota Kai to take the tag titles off of them True. in less than a day for right. their reign. So that is unforgivable as well. So I'm going to take Shotzi. You'll, you'll probably take her every year she's in WWE. She's if gonna she be a, continues sucking, although... She's going to be a worse stuff Hall might, of Famer. I might not have to see her much anymore, so maybe not. I mean, that's possible. I wouldn't keep that out of the question. <laughs> I know you wouldn't. So next? Um, next, we have our overall female wrestler of the year, just the considerations from the other two. So for me, it's going to be Bunny. I can somewhat forgive Cora Jade, like I said, for being, I think she's 20 years old and quite inexperienced. But as you said, I looked it up. Bunny started training at 18 years old and debuted in 2005 in Oshawa, good Canadian girl, which hurts me even more to give her this award. But she still looks really awkward in the ring. Um, so I, she is my worst female wrestler. Again, a lot because she gets so much time, and I don't think she's good. So that's what qualifies her. She, she wins for me. She's definitely not good. Um, I'm actually going to agree with that. I'll take Bunny what? over Shotzi. Because I think they're both equally bad. They both suck. But Bunny is, like, so much more experienced. Like, she should be better than Shotzi, you would think, I think. right? It, it should at least be, like, very noticeable. Right. And she's just not. So I kind of have to put her at the worst. Fair enough. Um, next, we move to AW's worst tag team of the year, which is kind of an interesting one, given how great they are in the tag That's team division. That's why I struggled a bit with this one. Yeah. I did a bit, too. I, I, went, I was flip-flopping a lot. We only have a few ones. We have uh, Gun Club, uh, Bear County, I mean Country, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, private party because they used to be good but it slipped and bunny and penelope ford because they're still tag team just you know right so i didn't find this one easy because i think the tag team division is really strong it's in aew strong suits for sure so my recipient of this award did not have many matches on tv or pay-per-view mostly dark and stuff but they were in a pay-per-view i looked it up they had one um but i still had to take them sort of by default i guess I don't really get their gimmick. Are they bears? Are they, is their name bear? Like, I don't understand. They don't stand out to me in any capacity. Are they even from though like an area with a lot of bears? They had a decent match this past week, but they just look like a couple of indie big men to me who have no real charisma or character or anything. Bear Boulder's really slow. I just don't get them. So they are, yes, it is bear country for me. They're my AEW worst tag team this year. Bear County. Bear County. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like this close to picking bear county i was like so close i really was i even had them written down at one point but they were um in very very close contention with the gun club and then i looked at our mat worst aw maps here and i noticed how many times gun club are in there considering they're <laughs> not very point. prominent they're in there like at least like three times and they're not super prominent right and so i picked gun club they're just all around awful they're some of the most boring baby faces on the roster and they had nothing to them and then they turned heel on paul white of all people because yeah that matters and somehow became like almost less interesting i'm not sure because none of them seem like heels really billy gun's old and just a washed up attitude era star a tag team star from the attitude era more or less 
And both of his kids are not talented either. They have to get my pick for the worst because the more I think about it, the more I think they suck. And again, an honorable mention to Bear County for being an oh-so-close second place. Nice. Um, next, we move to this should be fun. WWE's worst tag team of the year. Right. That is fun. Um, so first, we had the Robert Stonebrain, who I kind of forgot about, which I would I think was Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea is Both the team gone. we're considering. Um, well, one's now a WWE record holder, okay? So how dare you? Aaliyah <laughs> just set the record for that's fastest right. match. Well, that's in 2022, I don't think though. that'll ever that be broken. Oh, that's fair. She turned it around for 2022. Right, exactly. <laughs> Almost immediately, too. Right. Um, Toxic Attraction, which would be just Jade and... Or, sorry, JC Jane. JC Jane, Jane I mean, yes. Instead of Jade. Jane and Gigi Dolan, who right. I didn't think was bad initially, but, oh, that time's changed. Uh, Kyle Riley and Von Wagner hate to have to put Kyle Riley in the worst tag team of the year. That's just sad. They were bad, though. Uh, they yeah. deserve it. No, uh, Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen, uh, Mace and T-Bar of Retribution, and I threw in at the last minute because I we kind of forgot. AJ Styles and Omos because yep. Omos is just so good. Yeah, so I uh, I can't stand Briggs and Jensen or Wagner and O'Reilly, <laughs> but again, 2.0 wasn't around for that much of 2021. So I'm actually looking to the main roster for this one. And this team... I don't. I, I say it all the time. I don't watch the weekly shows, but when I was listening mm-hmm. to other people recapping and read, they sounded so awful and ridiculous that I was like checking out clips and high, quote unquote highlights of this group mm-hmm. as they invaded Raw and then signed contracts and whatever else. So it's rest, retribution and pretty easily for me. So they were only around for the first few months of 2021. Right, I think they were mainly a 2020 thing. But they got a lot of exposure during that time, and it. This faction and the team specifically never had a chance the way they were booked, right? Like, you show up and vandalize and invade the company, and then they sign you to a contract. Even then, I don't so... even know how long they were in 2024. Like, it feels like they they got, like, maybe less than a year. I think they were around till March, at least, on main Yeah, because I remember so... they turned on Ali at Fastlane on the kickoff. I think they, they were at least in the Performance Center era. So... I, after Empty Arena, when they had, like, the the pc people's fans that's when they debuted i remember so forgiving some of the young kids from 2.0 for being young kids and this team being getting a lot of time and attention and just absolutely ridiculous like it may have killed the careers of pretty much everybody involved in that so i'm taking retribution for my worst tag team Mm. um i would like to give an honorable mention to basically every tag team that started in nxt 2.0 o'reilly and wagner team halted all of o'reilly's momentum that they they had given him from that feud of cool like they it feels like they were actually trying to do something with him and then they just undid it and then von von wagner is a waste of a roster spot to put it short wow uh and briggs and jensen don't cut in the ring and their gimmick sucks and toxic attraction um for they're any... hot and they're champions okay <laughs> right. that's all you need to know <laughs> right. that's it i would also like to give an honorable mention to toxic attraction for indeed being toxic but also being the exact opposite of an attraction a distraction um, uh no repulsive oh nice a repulsion <laughs> yes okay cool um my pick is going to end up being also from the main roster uh being 80,000 omos as nxt 2.0 was only around for like the last quarter or so of 2021 correct uh styles and omos uh were a crap team from the start as Omos can literally do nothing in the ring. Like, I've seen clips of his squash. It's like he picks up a guy because he's tall and then drops He's them. really bad. Uh, he no is doubt. really bad. It was always a vehicle to get him over, too. But he's and big. Styles always felt, ironically, above this. Get it? Because he's tall. Right. And when the team imploded, Styles had nothing better to do but to go to NXT, of all places, to feud with Grayson Waller. Like, that just feels like, again, just up underneath him. And Amanda Styles' talents could have been doing, like, 
so much more in 2021 when he wasn't having to get Omos over and when I don't really feel like they did that much either. Like, I feel like no, they didn't styles really. is still really good. Right. So he, he could have been doing so much more this year. Um, they were one of the top tag teams this year, I guess. Right. I and mean, it was were. just to get a big man over nothing else. They were hardly a real team, I would say. And that's pretty telling of the division on the main roster and Omos sucks hard. So I'm going to pick AJ Styles and Omos. I think that's a solid choice. I mean, AJ mm-hmm. Styles is amazing, but the tag team was bad, and Omos yeah. is really bad. I wouldn't even consider him much of a tag team guy to begin with, but it's this was certainly not the tag team to put him no, in. No, I can't imagine he was super happy about it, right? Because <laughs> yep. he's getting up there in age. He doesn't have a ton more runs, and he got saddled with this guy. Right, for like almost the whole year? Yep, I would say right. so. Um, so then now we go to our overall worst tag team. So out of those two, I'm giving mine to Retribution. They got way more exposure and attention to Bear than Bear Country did. <laughs> and everything Retribution did was embarrassing and like funny for all the wrong reasons. So it's Retribution for me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to pick a gun club. They just suck so much all around in every aspect. And they have they seemingly have no purpose. Again, maybe friends with the right people. And they are not interesting whatsoever. They're just not good at all. They do not belong in AEW, but one last not-so-honorable mention to Bear County, and they should just go back to their county. Yes, they can. Um, And next we go to AEW's worst match of the year, which did sway me to pick Gun Club, so that's kind of telling. <laughs> There's a few of them, yeah. Yeah, Um. so first we go to um the Gun Club versus Bear County from Dynamite, uh, November 24th. Um, that was not good. Uh, Polly versus QT Marshall from All Out. The Inner Circle versus Men of the Year and American Top Team from Full Gear. Uh, Gun Club versus Darby Allen and Sting uh, from Dynamite December 2nd. Uh, Gun Club versus The Factory. Also uh, from Dynamite, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know what date. Uh, yeah, we forgot to write that down. And then also from a Dynamite, or I feel like it was one of the special shows, maybe like Fighter Fest or something. Uh, Britt Baker and Rebel versus Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero. Right. So Britt and Rebel versus Nyla and Vicky would be my honorable mention. Yeah, I remember that being just... Because everything yikes. Vicky tried to do was absolutely awful and hilarious, right? So, But my winner of uh, this award involved two factions that I couldn't care less about and they battled it out in what was a really basic match and it kind of seemed pointless and I thought at the time it was the main event but I sort of looked it up and I think it was the second from the main so um just I don't know why you'd want this to main event <laughs> and part of what bugs me is because the roster is so stacked right and be even with tag teams or whatever you right, want and you're wasting tv time right there's so many other people that you could put in these right. spots so for me it was the mess that was the factory versus the gun club from an I episode just, of dynamite i like so i'm gonna give an honorable mention to that but i will not pick it because i legitimately forgot about it like right. i don't completely blank on things usually but i legit forgot like when you pick this i was like that was that happened it's this like year? you've suppressed this trauma that you experienced I, I, it must have been <laughs> i le- i legitimately do not remember yep. this at all it's weird like i i just like it sounds like something that might happen but i i oh, i don't happens. understand i just i don't remember and then also i would like to um give an honorable mention to paul white versus qt marshall for sucking and bringing paul white to wrestle but it was at least very brief and only a one-match feud Hmm. Um, but I'm gonna go with another gun club one just gun clubs all over here see so proves my point and but I'm gonna pick them versus Sting and Darby Allen I was really close to picking gun club versus Bear County because that was just 
the worst. It's just like there's no reason to pay attention, right? Like neither nobody's going anywhere or doing anything, right. so it's just wasting time. But that time. was another really short uh, match, um, and it's like it was two of the worst teams they have, or the two worst teams they have maybe going at it. Um, but this one was longer, featured Billy Gunn versus Sting, which I never ever needed to see ever, especially not in 2021 in AEW. Um, it was boring. I feel so bad that Darby Allen had to be involved here, and this was made worse by tagging it with the battle of the two undefeated teams or whatever they called it. Like, these are the two right. undefeated teams, really? Which just, that hurt my soul. Uh, uh, but this sucked. It's, it was a rare, just trash one from AEW, and yeah. I just, I hate they it. They rarely miss, but they do sometimes. They do. And now let's go to WWE's worst match of the year, and this should be a fun one. Mm-hmm. Um, so first we have Electra Lopez versus BFAD, that no-DQ match from oh my God, NXT 2.0. Um, which I think was like the second episode or something. I want to say second or third episode. It was early on for sure. It was really early on. Um, Dexter Lumis versus Tony D'Angelo from NXT, um, November sixteenth. The Lash Legend versus Saray from Two Hundred Five Live. I went out of my December way to watch 17th. that one. Remember? Yeah. Oh, that was when Spider Man <laughs> came bad. out. <laughs> yeah. So bad. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg from SummerSlam. The women's tag team turmoil match for number one contenders for the tag titles the next night. Right. Um, from Mania Night One. Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie. That's Yuck. just awful. Summer from SummerSlam. Rain Durant versus The Fiend from Mania Night Two. And Damian Priest versus The Miz from Oh boy. Oh yeah, WrestleMania Backlash. Uh so for me, Electra Lopez B Fab was absolutely terrible. Oh my but- god. It was really short, and again, two inexperienced <laughs> performers. The other one was the Lash Legend and Saray, also terrible. But Lash Legend, it was like her first match, so I'm trying to I be think forgivable. It was like her second match or something. So I the say. the winner Civic for me squash. is a terrible match involving a lot of talent, and this is on the biggest show of the year for the biggest wrestling company in the world. So they get a huge advantage in this category. So that's why for me, it's the women's tag team turmoil match from WrestleMania. That's my worst match of the year. They have so many talented and it's like women. It's like a gauntlet match, which is essentially a multi-match match. Right. And they have so many talented women on their roster, especially in NXT at that time. But somehow this match, listen to this lineup. Carmella, Billy Kay, love her character work, bad in the ring. Liv Morgan, overrated. Dana Brooke, Mandy, uh, and Tamina. And Natalia. Natalia's not good either. No, I know, but she's not as bad as the rest. But the result was about what you would expect. And I thought this was the worst match of the year, partly due to the match itself and partly due to its like position and profile it was awful on wrestlemania so it wins for me mm-hmm. um honorable mention to again bfab versus electro lopez for being awful in every sense of the word uh lash legend versus saray for having to be heavily edited i didn't even see that but yes. i don't even need to see it to it know was, it's bad it, i saw it uh miz versus priest for that awful zombie craft just yep. awful that might come up again promo. later and orton versus y for being stupid awful and killing one of my favorite things they had left on the main roster um, but upon further viewing of the nominees and your nomination, I'm going to have to agree in picking that women's tag team turmoil match for Mania. I almost forgot about it, but this did actually trigger my memory. I did not bleep on it like the... I think I looked at... I think it came up in my mm-hmm. research, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, and that I was remember, awful. Because I remember watching this and it was just like, it was like bad match after bad yes. match after bad match. Because keep You're in mind, right. these these matches are like kind of... Like, sometimes they're condensed matches, but it is still multiple matches it within was like a match. It was like a Russian nesting doll. You know those dolls where you take, you open it, and there's a smaller one inside and a smaller uh, one inside? Right. It was a nesting doll of a bad match, basically. Yeah, yeah. it just kept getting, like, kind of, oh, I don't know if it was, like, worse and worse, but it just makes it the worst offender because it was, like, 
multiple bad matches combined into one. It, it was. was like a collection of the main roster's worst talent, like you already covered, and that was really on display. They did what you would expect. And the winners were even a bad choice as well, Natalia and Tamina. And I am ashamed for even remembering that they won. And then on top of it, you get them in a match again the next night, which I don't right. remember if it was good or not. No, but it, it was against wasn't. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler's the only worthwhile talent there. True. And what it was even dumber is that they they that Jax and Baszler retained at Mania, but then the next SmackDown, I'm pretty sure then Natalia and Tamina won the titles. So they didn't win it at Mania; they won it on SmackDown. I believe you. Um, and so overall worst match of the year. So again, largely due to its inclusion on the biggest show of the year, I gave it to the tag team turmoil match from WrestleMania. It was barely watchable and I went back and looked it up. It was close to a 15 minute match. So really with that many people and th- and that was thankful. It wasn't longer, I guess, but yeah, that was my worst match That's of the year. That's sad that it's like that many people, that many matches. And it's like, and it just frustrates me because they have so many talented women and that's not them, right? You could have used so many other people <laughs> mm-hmm. in this spot, but anyways, that's yeah. the worst match for I'm me. I'm going to have to agree. The tag turmoil was the worst. It was on me and essentially multiple bad matches combined into one. So that's a great point. It's like makes it even worse because it was just like multiple a right. gauntlet it's, of bad matches. Mul- yeah, literally and encompassed into one. Yep. Um, next we move to the worst pay-per-view slash TV special of the year. Um, you also wrote in premium live event because that is <laughs> So he had done the chart and we share the document. So he has worst pay-per-view TV special of the year and then I added in brackets pre- premium live event. How dare you? Yeah, I mean, they only started really that doing that now. I mean, that you did true. say they kind of brought it in at the end of the year. So that that's fair. Fair game. Yep. Um, so the nominations are WWE Survivor Series, NXT, Halloween Havoc, Fastlane, Hell in a Cell, and Extreme Rules. Notice how AEW is not on here. Did mm-hmm. you notice? Not at all. Um, so, yeah, for me, this one was easy because maybe because it was fairly recent, but because I pretty much hated, not hated, but like just top to bottom dislike. almost, it was really bad. Um. The only other one I thought about, I think, was WrestleMania Backlash, but that was mostly because of one kind of match. and Right, but that was, I actually, like, because when was I was watching um, a ranking of the pay-per-views, like, that one wasn't actually half bad for being right. having a crap name. It did have a crap name, to be fair. Um, so, for me, it was easy. It, this came to me immediately. It was Survivor Series. There were no builds to anything, no stories behind anything. Almost everything on the pay-per-view annoyed me. The only match I liked, and I liked it quite a bit, was Becky Lynch-Charlotte. And that was the opener. And then the show kind of went off a cliff. There was... Um, Re- reminiscent of Backlash 2018. There's a Battle Royal and then a bunch of large team matches that were just... I don't li- know why the Battle Royal, sorry, wasn't like a pre-show match. I don't know either. But they were all just lazily set up, had no stakes to anything on this. It really just dragged. And it again, it came to mind immediately when this category was brought up. So Absolutely. it is easily Survivor Series for me. I'm going to have to agree with Survivor Series. It was just the worst of the year. There were so many just stinkers this year. Like, WWE, was, it was not great sometimes. This one was almost entirely bad. Had zero stakes. None of the crap action mattered even a bit. Uh, Charlotte versus Becky was solid, but even then, I think it was far from their best effort. And I would like to say an honorable mention to Fastlane for being bad. And once again, an entirely pointless event. Like, sometimes Fastlane's alright, but this year just felt completely pointless. Like, I'm, I'm not I sad. I'm, I'm not that burnt fiend. Oh right, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> Burnt fiend. Bad. Yeah, that's that's all you need to say. Right. And I'm I'm just gonna say I don't think anyone's really disappointed that there wasn't a fasting last in 2020. I can't say last year now. Um, and also an honorable mention to Extreme Rules for not being very extreme at all, not no. being very interesting. There was only one Extreme Rules match, right. and in case anyone forgot, 
that had a very extreme ending with the turnbuckle uh, yes. malfunction. That's very extreme. And also, you reminding me of Bray Wyatt being burned. It's, it's also funny just thinking about how WWE has just sort of taken shots at AEW for having the women in the match getting all bloody and oh that's you know like literally like and you had a guy burning alive right well that was that was kind of like uh, i think it was end of 2020 but then like you had like a guy come back from being burned right like but if you're saying like like, they're bad for having women bleeding in a match you have a guy guy. being set on fire right right anyways um, it's just not a good comparison but yeah so survivor series is definitely the worst it was uh, next, we move to the worst faction of the year, which encompasses everything that we watch, um, which has uh, Toxic Attraction, because they suck. Uh, Gun Club is, I've already talked about Gun Club, uh, The Factory, and American Top Team. For me, um, I'm a huge fan of AEW. They're by far my favorite company and promotion and everything, but they don't do much to miss. But for me, America's... I think generally they have good factions. American top team storyline, specifically when it involved the MMA fighters, was probably my least favorite thing that yeah. my favorite wrestling company has done. At least favorite like long-term things. I feel like stuff like the Paul White yeah, was really bad. But that was things. like really short, right? I think American yes. top team was like probably like the worst long-term-ish thing they did. Lambert's promos were often really long and rambling. He was also speaking for two wrestlers that I don't think need someone speaking and for him. I hate how many times he like exposed the business when you just shouldn't be doing that. Right. Uh, the MMA guys he brought in couldn't wrestle. And I question how many people actually knew who some of them were. I didn't find like I. And the people who like MMA probably don't like I pro wrestling. I watch a tiny bit of MMA if there's a good fight i haven't in a long time but i only knew a couple of these people I knew, i'm pretty sure none of them and again they took time away from actual wrestlers who struggle to get on tv due to the size of this roster i just couldn't stand anything involved with this the match that came out of it wasn't very good so for me it's american top team mm. i would i'm gonna give an honorable mention to american top team but they are pretty like i think most of the year they weren't involved and they're not like they were a faction but not much of a wrestling faction for me so they make it for just being bad, but I can't not pick Toxic Attraction. I like I can't not pick them. They were just so bad, and contrary to the name, they were extremely repulsive, and they were given too much TV time almost every week, and then all the gold way too soon. They just suck in every capacity. Their gimmick is stupid. Their promos are annoying. Their in-ring work is boring and just crap. Wow. And they brought Mandy Rose back in NXT for no reason when she's just awful and should not be there. They still suck, and one of the worst aspects of 2.0, they are honestly part of a turnoff for me on that show. They are just awful in every aspect and, and it compounds it because they're getting like at least two yes, segments they're getting shows, too so. much for how bad they are they're one of the worst things on there right they're the worst faction you are not a fan that is for sure i hate them uh next we move to i thought kind of an interesting one to put in would be the worst booking decision of the year mm-hmm. um so i our nominees are uh changing nxt uh in yep. that's bad to 2.0 giving carrying cross the nxt title uh the zombies at wrestlemania backlash Becky squashing Bianca Belair, Bliss taking over the Fiend gimmick, uh, Becky and Charlotte switching titles, and breaking up the Hurt business. Yeah, which they definitely did too early. But for me... I'd um, also argue bringing Sting into matches. But... As, as we all know as wrestling fans, wrestling has a rich history of stupidity, but the winner in this might be the worst thing, one of the worst things I can remember in wrestling ever, to be honest. So it's 
the zombie lumberjacks right, at Backlash. I forgot Backlash. to mention that it was a lumberjack match. Right. And they, <laughs> they easily win for me. This was awful. It was only there to it promote was like a, a movie. Shameless movie promo. Yeah. Which is another one of it my not subtle. least favorite things when WWE cross promotes stuff like this. The Miz got eaten by them, if I remember correctly. I think Miz and Morrison. And then showed up the next night like <laughs> right, nothing happened, right? right? Um, this is one of those things that we all experience this as wrestling fans where you're like ashamed of being a wrestling I fan. I would probably put that and then at least the burnt fiend like, like when if that's somebody coming in. if somebody walks into the room that's not a wrestling fan and sees you watching this and they're like w like you can't what can right. you possibly yeah, say when they're like why the, are you watching most this? of the time if people are gonna like tease me for this i'm not, i'm just like whatever but like if like they if someone's teasing me and then i'm watching this i kind of have to take that yes um becky lynch squashing bianca belair would probably be my runner-up because i thought that was a terrible that was decision really stupid. it wasn't like and just killed belair's just, momentum right. right who was a strong champion i at don't the think time. she's like really rebuilt a time she hasn't got, gotten back to that level yet she had an amazing match at wrestlemania and then gets squashed and it was all gone so mm -hmm. but for me it was the zombie lumberjacks yeah, I think there's a lot of pretty bad ones, especially from WWE. Again, notice there's really none from AEW. Like, I did kind of mention Sting, but even then, I don't think that's, like, egregiously bad, like, anything here. Oh, you know what? I It wouldn't have won for me, but you know what was a terrible booking decision? Was that 2021, the weigh-in? Cody and a go-go? Yeah. That oh was awful. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. If we were doing worst segment of the year, That was man, awful. Was, or whenever Cody did the America promo. That whatever, was awful, too. That was so bad. So if AEW, we did there promo, you go. Okay. They get some bad yeah, stuff, that, too. Yeah, the go-go stuff, man. That was just so bad. Um, but for me, the worst decision has to be NXT 2.0. It just it did so much, and it sucked so bad. It killed off what was a perfectly good show before, at times, an amazing show. Uh, sure, it wasn't fully developmental sometimes, but it was still developing some people. It was just enjoyable. But um, it also has now brought in countless crappy gimmicks and terrible wrestlers. It was a terrible session, decision from the look and aesthetic of it to the actual execution. It's just been terrible. It made me stop watching NXT. It I did. love that it had... It had some of my favorite wrestlers in the world now. No surprise, it doesn't. It also been host to some of these best feuds and matches, and it will never be that again. It has to be the worst decision because it it's just really bad. It's been super bad so far, and I think it's going to be one of the long-lasting ones, right? So it's just it's so bad. Yeah, NXT was my favorite thing in wrestling for a long time, and now it is barely watchable. Like, I watch it because I've always watched it. And I just struggle to stop watching it because I loved it so much. But it's not a good show. It's not a fun watch right now, right? Mm -hmm. So literally yep. turned me off. That is a solid choice. Mm -hmm. uh, next, we move to the worst storyline of the year. Um, so we have Index, which I thankfully had kind of forgotten about. But yeah, that was just garbage. Um, on that note, Zion Quinn and Electra Lopez romance. Pretty There's a lot similar. of recent stuff on here. Yeah. Yep. Uh, MSK Shaman, right. the Fiend Orton Bliss. Lambert and American Top Team and SCU split. Yeah, so which I thought was just out of nowhere and with no fanfare, and then it was just done and they were gone. I mean, it did result in them versus the Bucks, which it I did, did love. Uh, but for me, Lambert and America's Top Team were close, but I gave this to the and going main roster for this one. Bliss, Fiend, Orton stuff. Mm -hmm. So many ridiculous things happened, right? And again, this was me listening to other people review it or reading things and being like, no way, they're not like... Was it black goo they were coughing up and stuff? <laughs> and just so I would actually go seek it out to see it because it sounded so awful to me. And it was. 
And I generally... And then even from what we saw on pay-per-view, there was the Burnt Fiend at Mania. Right. And then there was that crap match at... Or, or sorry, Burnt Fiend at Fastlane. And then the crap match at Mania, which just ended it. And then the much. stuff with the doll and the whole... I don't know. All of it was... Um, so I generally struggle with supernatural angles in wrestling. And this storyline was full of them. So again, even though I wasn't watching main roster, I would go and look up hot highlights just because I couldn't believe what I was hearing people say happened. So this was just an awful mess where I don't think anybody got anything from this, right? Uh, no, I think it ma- almost made Bliss worse. Orton just kind of moved and on the and is gone. died. Right, so Orton just sort of moved on to doing what he always does. Bliss is still kind of doing the character and it's awful and Fiend is gone. So yeah, that's what wins for me. Yeah, um, I'm going to have to agree, but honorable mentions to Lambert and American Top Team and then Index because just index index had a few moments that made me chuckle overall it was bad but there was a few things that i didn't hate about it along Um, the way and if we were going with worst commentator uh, beth phoenix i hate you (laughs) um but the fiend orton bliss saga was just the worst thing in a while even though many of these other ones spanned longer than this one did and it kind of it kind of stemmed from 2020 which is where it it started but it carried on enough to just be awful um, I talked about it a bit already, but Bliss was solid before this gimmick, and is she's just kind of an annoying joke of a character now. It's just really not worth anything. Uh, I I would say it was dare dare I say it was a waste of Orton too. Like I know he we don't care about him a lot, but like I think that's kind of a waste of Orton too. Right. Like, and also waste of break. It killed off the fiend and then got rid of break completely, which is just still sad to me. And in that truly awful mess, I mean, again, it got rid of Bray. Like, I never, I didn't think they would do that. And it was just. Stupid. They did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we move to a uh, worst feud of the year. Um, mm-hmm. We go Cody Rhodes versus Ogogo slash The Factory. Uh, Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt. Hey, there it is again. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal. Best Friends versus Miro and Kip Sabian. Sorry, Kip Sabian. And Paul White versus QT Marshall. Yep. So the factory, Cody versus the factory is my honorable mention. It didn't win because I don't really care much about most of the talent involved there. And since I don't really watch WWE main roster, I eliminated those feuds as well because I really only saw like the culminations of things on pay-per-views and whatever I sought out. So Wyatt Orton along with Bliss just got my worst storyline award. So they got their attention already. So my choice for this one boils down to the fact that four performers I like were involved in a lengthy, <gasps> boring feud. That means you like Kip Sabian. A little bit. I don't really. Ah. I don't think he's as talented as you do, but I don't hate him. Um, it did nothing for All anybody record. other than providing one entertaining arcade anarchy match. I was so that was, disappointed. That was good. I like That's that. what I just said. It was good. Uh-huh. Um, I was so disappointed with Miro's debut, and for the first few months with AEW, um, the feud with the best friends was just not good. I didn't enjoy it. They argued about video games. Miro and Sabian just didn't seem to fit together. That's fair, yeah. It kind of dragged on forever and was just basically about video games and stuff. And it's the company that normally nails storytelling. And they're just bringing in this monster from WWE who should be amazing. And he is now. He's obviously righted the course 100%. But this was my choice for worst feud of the year because I like everybody involved to a certain degree, and I was just really disappointed in the whole thing, and it went on for quite a while, so that wins for me. Mm-hmm. Sorry, AEW. Uh, honorable mentions to McIntyre versus Mahal for being stupid when it had a bit of potential, and Paul A versus QT Marshall because I'm a big show wrestling AEW. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna further go after the Bray Wyatt Randy Orton thing because that was 
one of the worst things the main roster did in 2020. That's saying something. Probably worse, one of the worst things they've done in recent memory period. It produced a bad match segment pretty much every time it was on, although I wasn't exactly watching, but I was definitely keeping tabs on it. You that's were. for sure. Uh, honorable mention to the Infernal match at the tail end of 2020, which was also involved in this. And it resulted in the death and destruction of The Fiend, who had so much potential not super long ago. It it wasn't really that long ago in actuality, but man, it just feels like ages ago now. And they've done so much crap to Brayman. I still can't believe they actually released him too, but that mini match just sucked. And he lost too. It just killed off any hope he had left. That guy better end up somewhere worth his time. Yeah, he's got a great really for care. this. Like, I don't know. I think he's great. <laughs> Um, and that, anyways, to focus back, that match was really not good. And also that intergendered non-match with Bliss Norton, that Fastlane, that also had the Burnt Fiend involved, was just stupid in every aspect. Everything about this feud is pretty stupid, and that's a perfect way to sum up why this earned my worst feud of the year. Even though it ended all the way back in April, it was just really, really bad, and it, it creates such a lasting impression of just crap. It was bad, for sure. Mm -hmm. I think we're getting into our final one here. Yeah, this is our final one. Perhaps one of the most interesting ones for me is overrated wrestler of the year. And to put in, like, normal words, it's like someone who sucks, but people don't think they suck. Right. People seem to like them, and we don't, generally. Mm -hmm. Or they get, like, too much love or attention or something like that. Um, so our nominations are Karrion Cross, Liv Morgan, Chris Jericho, Sting, Christian Cage, Riho, L.A. Knight, Tony Storm, and I threw in Edge, because screw you, Edge. Um, yeah, for this one, Riho is my honorable mention. I just don't un quite understand the love that she I gets. I really don't get it. I think she's fine in the ring to a certain degree, but she's, I've said it a bunch, she's so tiny that I struggle to see much of her offense yeah. as being impactful. And right? I, to me, she has really no personality either. Like, right. well, what's there? And I mean, you could say, well, Darby Allen's a tiny man too, but he also, at the end of the day, he still weighs like 170 pounds. And, and he, he also... He like bolts he, at people. I was just going to say, he also moves yeah. a million miles an hour and that adds his, impact, right? his personality and his character work is really interesting too. And I love his theme song. So that being... And that's the other thing. Riho doesn't really cut promos or do anything, but she's only my right. honorable mention. My winner, I, it's kind of odd to choose a guy that was pretty recently released no, to I say he's overrated, but that's what I'm doing here. Because uh, during his time in NXT, Karrion Cross was given a huge push and a dominant title run. And I was listening to podcasts where they thought he was amazing and was doing a great yeah. job and stuff. His in-ring work, I think, is mediocre I never at saw best. enough hate for him or disdain. Um, with the impact of his offense just not matching his physical appearance, right? He right. looks like this big strong guy and the stuff he delivered didn't look like it really hurt um on top of that he fairly easily ended the run of the best version of finn balor who was doing a fantastic best job at the time even cross's entrance which i initially loved and thought it was amazing became just kind of there i remember right? that first one i remember thinking that was really cool incredible yeah uh they gave this man everything and he did very little with it and made a product that I love significantly less interesting. Basically, he got a ton of attention, did nothing hey, good I mean, with give it. Some credit. I think he did the best he could. <laughs> and that, for me, is the most overrated wrestler. It's Karrion Cross. Mm -hmm. He won a lot for me this year. Mm -hmm. um, honorable mentions to a lot of people. For Tony Storm, for sucking, even when everyone thinks she's just so great. And I, it's just not there. She's okay. Liv Morgan's really overhyped and not there yet. And Riho for getting a lot of love, but just not cutting either. A last minute one for Edge, too, just because he just takes up too much spots in the top and i have to be cross as well as he was just so high high profile this year and he was just so bad and boring in the ring his gimmick was just boring and he just didn't really cut in promos either he was so spat he was so bad stunk up the joint in nxt nobody really seemed to be talking about that 
fact other than us and some people even think that he's like really good too like you said yeah, like that's do. just insane to me his main restaurant wasn't his fault but it makes sense he sucked um he should not have gotten all he got in nxt so he has to be my pick that nxt title run was just wasted on him and again like i forgot to mention edge but he's he has to be mentioned for an old star hogging on main event spots and also wasting this year's rumble win i think the rumble wins a really important thing mm-hmm. and they just wasted that giving that to edge of all people mm-hmm. right like and i just think pe- everyone loves him everyone loves that he returned like that's cool and all but i think it's a waste nice mm-hmm. so for me it looks like carrion cross was my big winner quote unquote of the yeah, worst of the year because he got I, a few I things think, i think i went hard on him probably and the orton fiend thing which i didn't, didn't think i would but in just reviewing in hindsight it just feels worse and if we were to say it's hard to say because i was going to say if we picked worst wrestling program i would probably take raw but only because i hear people no, I, res- I would take nxt 2.0 people, i would separate that from people NXT. i respect review raw every week and they're oh, right. basically you're like listening they just want to yeah. quit yeah they, i remember you're always wanna... telling me like every time they're you're always telling me about like oh they, they couldn't like sit through it or something right, right? and like, that's multiple podcasts i listen to are just like i don't know how we can keep watching this sort of thing but um right. but yeah i guess that's going to bring us to the end of our worst of 2020 and 21 awards do worst announcers beth phoenix definitely worst announcer mm-hmm uh probably mcafee for me even in the limited doses i've seen him i can't yeah he kills me. yeah for the worst program i think i would separate because i feel like nxt 2.0 they've done so much to separate that from nxt and they even changed the name a bit right it feels so different like nxt 2.0 it's just and i actually had to watch some of that you did you did Mm. well that's going to bring us to the end, I guess. We'll be back on Saturday, right, for episode 79 of our Indeed. flagship show, as we call it, where we'll talk about get a flag. Dynamite and NXT and NXT UK and whatever else we watch in wrestling throughout the week. So we'd really love for you to come back and check that out. You can also contact us if you'd like to, fnswrestling at gmail.com, fns underscore wrestling underscore podcast. That is it. I'm on trying Instagram. to keep that get that up now so feel free to contact us we'll get back to you leave a comment in youtube if that's where you happen to listen to us do us a favor subscribe like share tell somebody about us if you think we're doing good work and other than that i think we're gonna get out of here i think so so have a great night we'll see you back here on saturday and until then take care